1: This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm sorry, I can't operate on that vehicle. But doctor, you took an oath. That RV, it's my son's RV. Oh, doctor, isn't there anything you can do? I'm not a miracle worker, Sheila. I'm an RV surgeon, trained to save the lives of large injured recreational vehicles, which is definitely a real profession. When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now.
2: You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and Americanamusicmagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. At a troubling time in his life, London musician Ben Hemming decided to take a musical pilgrimage around the United States, picking up an old guitar and a pawn shop along the way and landing somewhere in Nashville, where he had an epiphany that changed his musical career. Now, several years later, he's set to release his fifth album, Marked Man. Ben joins us in this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about that experience and this new record. Good evening, Ben. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Great. Thanks to having me on.
2: Thanks for joining us today. You are, uh, I believe, in London. Is that correct?
0: I am. I'm in London. It's about um, seven over here. Yeah. Just, just a bit of a bit of overcast day, but that's pretty typical for London.
2: Well, we have that here in, in Virginia, in the United States. So we're sharing the weather today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, it snowed yesterday, of all things, um, which wow. is such an odd thing Random. for us uh, here in the spring. But, um, well, it's good to have you on. Has London uh, been home for you your whole life?
0: Um, so I've been here for like maybe 10, 15 years. Um, but I'm originally from like a, a, a town in called Worcester, which is kind of near it's the midlands which is sort of near wales yeah so more of a countryside sort of place really sure
2: okay did you grow yeah. up with music was that uh something that was in your family when when did when did the music bug hit you as a child or a younger
0: person? um i guess like there's there's i've got an uncle who's in a jazz band um that's the only real that's any real <laughs> musical connection i suppose really um I guess I started playing guitar when I was like uh, 15, around that sort of age. So, um, yeah, and around that time, I kind of just really got into a lot of music. And as soon as I started to learn how to play, I kind of started to learn how to write as well. It Mm. all kind of Mm -hmm. came sort of at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, since then, really, it's kind of been... Yeah, pretty, pretty pom- prominent in my life, I should say. Yeah,
2: did you dabble in bands, or have you always been a, a solo artist?
0: I have been in a few bands in the past, which have always kind of gone kaput for <laughs> ridiculous reasons, mm-hmm. like girlfriends falling out with each other, so <laughs> and stuff like that. Right. And um, and um, <laughs> that kind of made me realise if I ever wanted any kind of longevity in the industry I kind of needed to branch out and go solo really mm. and since since that happened that's I've never really looked back but I suppose I've always been uh quite the sort of main figure in the bands in this time uh, sort of as far as writing is concerned in the bands I've been in
2: yeah mm. okay I I yeah. read in your bio an interesting story on how kind of uh, um the inspiration really blossomed for you, and, and and of all places in Nashville, in the United States. Mm. Uh, if, maybe if you could yeah. tell us that story, I found that very interesting.
0: Yeah, I basically went on a sort of a musical pilgrimage, you could call it, um, just to the states. I sort of went to a lot of big sort of music towns, like uh, yeah, Nashville, Memphis, uh, New Orleans as well, and uh, New York, all around. Was this. Well, this <laughs> Now you're making me think this was probably <laughs> like um oh I guess it must have been eight years ago really. Yeah, okay.
2: Okay, right, go ahead. Uh,
0: maybe a bit longer. Um but um yeah, and then I kind of um I think it was it was it was um Nashville when I was on the sort of main street. There was like this busker guy doing this sort of thing with playing sort of um what looked like a sort of a broomstick or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Which I realized was like a diddly bow. I suppose the uh-huh. technical uh-huh. term, like a one string guitar. And it was like playing drums with his feet and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, I actually picked up like a cigar box guitar when I was later in the trip, when I was in New Orleans and, um, sort of took that back with me to the UK. But yeah, it was just like, I wrote a lot of songs on that trip. And then I came back to the UK and sort of, self-recorded so my first album which really kind of just you know propelled things along from there you mm-hmm. know what i mean i just decided to just get out there and do it and um yeah it just kind of it was, it's funny how you can have like an experience in just something like that which suddenly gives you a bit more of a different perspective sure yeah yeah
2: had you always been uh or up to that point, been interested in blues music? Was that the thing that you were playing prior to, to that trip?
0: I suppose, like, um, I was, I started off into sort of more kind of indie or rock, mm-hmm. but um, I kind of started to look back sort of from the roots, and I guess whenever you look back from the roots of rock, it, it sort of leads you to the blues, you know. That's, right all roads lead to the blues right. I think really when it comes to modern music yeah. I think
2: yeah.
0: and um so I guess it, it kind of um I was in that process of of sort of sort of going back from the roots into the roots but um that trip sort of crystallized it I mm-hmm. suppose mm-hmm. yeah that kind of put everything um together in my mind and then it was from that point that I kind of i suppose sort of found a voice because i think that's kind of like one of the most important things in music is to find your own style Mm because i feel like a lot of bands are like yeah i really like these artists but they just try to emulate them rather than sort of finding their own Mm -hmm. path if Mm -hmm. that makes sense sure.
2: yeah were you able to pursue it at that point as a full-time career
0: um no and i feel like um that's kind of always the the sort of the sort of um thing about music at the moment it's it's kind of like until you get to a certain level it's Mm -hmm. kind of you always have to have some sort of side Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. on the go as well because it's just um yeah it's just especially with what's happened with sort of COVID, a lot of the money has kind of been sucked out of it at right, the lower right. to mid levels, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's always a bit of a challenge, but you know, I love it. So
2: what kind of outlets do you find works best for you and your music when you do get to play?
0: Um, as in, like, venues, or do you yeah, mean, like...
2: Yeah, v- venues, uh, you know, festivals, pubs, clubs, uh, you know, street shows, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I think, like, I like... Um, obviously, festivals are always great to play at, but I do like, sort of, a bit more intimate venues as well. We can have that more direct, sort of, connection with an audience, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. It, it's funny when you see, sort of, like, stadium rock acts, and you're kind of, like... You know, you get a crowd in there. Someone sat at the back, and it's like watching the band on a on a big screen.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah so it's. Um, I feel that's like the the crazy other side of it. You know, when when it's almost, you know, you're just watching sort of ants in the distance, aren't you? Really. Yeah. So it's right. weird. You,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. I feel. That, I feel like. Yeah. I feel that's like maybe a bit too far from how things should be because you just don't have that connection i suppose yeah yeah with the audience yeah
2: do you have a favorite um type of uh, setting that you enjoy the most
0: um I, i don't know really i mean i've had a few weird sort of um spaces that i've played i think once i did this gig um it was in finland of all places and at the time of the year it was it was uh they never, they didn't have darkness basically because it was summer. Mm. So it was like 10 o'clock at night, but it was like the sun was out oh, shining on wow. my face.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and then it was, it was like, it was outdoors. So there was outside the venue I was playing. And then in sort of just, just in front of the, there was this huge park and there was all people sort of from the park mm. kind of watching as well. Mm-hmm. And the way the park was kind of shaped, it was almost like a sort of – Amplifying around a park as well, so yeah, that was kind of surreal in a way yeah. yeah
1: we're going to take a quick break from the interview. We'll be right back. welcome back to the interview.
2: you mentioned earlier that um you kind of started uh, writing learning to write at the same time you were learning to mm. enjoy music. How has mm. your songwriting changed over the years since you started recording and and into up into this actually new album, where I think I read you've even kind of shifted from blues to blues rock, even in this new album that you that you're releasing.
0: Yeah, I think there's definitely been a more a sort of a, a more development towards um, the more rock side of things. Although it ha- it does have elements of sort of you know Americana and and blues and and roots music in there. I don't think I'll ever escape that. I mm-hmm. think, but um, yeah, I suppose as far as my um, songwriters developed, I suppose the more you record albums, the more you understand the sort of t- technical sort of process yeah. that's involved. Um, so, and that just helps with you t- to create an end product that's kind of or an end sort of a- a- artistic output that's something that's going to be more developed than every time you've done it in the past you know what Mm -hmm, I mean mm -hmm. it's kind of like you get that sophistication and then like it's the same with songwriting every time you write a new song I feel like I've sort of learned from the past sort of works that I've done about how to better express myself you know Mm -hmm. so I feel like yeah it's it's always going to be a development because you know you're sort of refining your craft so yeah it, it's it's definitely a process that's evolved for me I think
2: do you have a set uh, process or or style that you uh, like to use when you're writing a song is it or, or more organic than that I feel
0: it, it is it is quite organic I mean I have like an acoustic in a little studio in my flat and I will literally just sit and sort of strum away my guitar and some sort of riff will come to me that I like. And then a melody will go over that and then sort of lyrics will form. And it really is that simple for me. I don't Mm -hmm. believe in any of these sort of, you know, songwriting techniques or, or processes that are out there. I feel like, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's just a, a sort of organic thing that that happens, you know.
2: Do yeah. you do you get song ideas that will hit you when you're out about your day and and you have to you have to pause and and go sit somewhere and and uh capture the the melody or the lyric to, uh before so you can get back to the studio? Does it pop like that?
0: I mean, sometimes I've sometimes i've woken up with a lyric in my head which has been weird but um yeah yeah and then uh, and sometimes there'll be like a phrase or a lyric which will sort of come to me Mm. you know Mm -hmm. at various points i always like to keep like a a sort of notebook with me Mm -hmm. um but, yeah, so it's funny. Yeah, it's funny how, like, inspiration can strike you. Like, there's one song on the album called Living on Death Row. And I was watching this sort of documentary about sort of um, the the problems with a lot of drugs in America, mm-hmm. in California in the 80s. And it was mm-hmm. an interviewing this person who was saying, like, every day was like living on death row. And that just really sort of... Um, hit a chord with me. Mm. And that was kind of like an inspiration mm-hmm. for that particular song. So yeah, it can do. Yeah.
2: The new record, uh, broken road. Is that right?
0: Uh, the, uh, the new record is marked man. Yeah.
2: Marked man. Okay. Uh, and that is set to release when?
0: So that's out on the 11th of May.
2: Tell us about that a little bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's a funny one because I was planning to record it um, a year earlier, but there, were, but because of all the problems with COVID and everything, yeah. um, I kind of had to be sort of pushed a year later. So I almost wrote two records <laughs> uh, <laughs> in that time. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I did a lot of writing over the first lockdown in the UK and songs from sort of that. And then, you know, the the time in between recording the album went into it. So I feel that's been good in in a way because it's meant that I can sort of choose the best 10 songs that I I wrote out of whatever 20 or 25, I can't remember how many songs there Hmm. was I whittled it down from. But um, yeah, I feel that's really meant that I put out a better quality record because of it you know Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah and then it was just recorded in a sort of um, Masterlink production studio sort of in Woking which is sort of a town outside of London um, with James Welsh sort of producing it and yeah it's kind of like a a sort of studio in the countryside so the process of recording was actually a kind of nice little break from Mm you know, city life and everything. Yeah, So that really was like a really good retreat to sort of, you know, get, get stuck into sort of the recording process really.
2: Yeah. How did you choose the name for the record?
0: Um, it kind of came about from the idea of, um, a sort of a marked man being someone who's kind of marked out by society. Um, and he's kind of like almost like an outlaw sort of character. Mm. I suppose the express the expression is like a marked man, like they're marked for. I've like got a ransom on their head or something yeah, like that. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of what it came out from, really. Okay, and now it's kind of like the sort of main sort of theme, I suppose, in a way of mm-hmm. the record. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you have plans to to get out? Are things changing? Are you going to be able to to play around and tour out with this new music?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's all kind of, dare I say it, pretty normal now in the UK. Yeah, good, Um, okay. uh, So, yeah, I've been doing gigs um, all around the UK, and hopefully maybe I'll get abroad to sort of Europe and whatever and try and do some sort of gigs there. There'll be like a tour to sort of back up the record. And, yeah, it's all kind of all things go at the moment, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, any plans to try to get back to the States?
0: Well, I mean, I would love to, but um, at the moment it's logistically is, it's tricky. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, not going to lie to you. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely tricky, but um, it's definitely something I would look, look to do, as I do seem to be building a bit of a, a fan base over in the States. So yeah,
2: it yeah. would
0: be, Something really good to do, I think. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. So we're we're several weeks away from the release of the album itself. Mm. Uh, have the singles? A few of the singles come out?
0: Yes. Yeah, so I've released four singles from the album, okay. um, which are um, "Lost Faith," uh, "Cruel World," uh, "Living on Death Row," and a title track to the album, which is "Marked Man." Which are all on like Spotify, Apple Music, and stuff like that. And um, yeah, when the album comes out, you'll have physical copies for sale on my website, which is benheming.co.uk. So you can pick up CDs and stuff from there as Great. well as like my old collection as well. My other albums are yeah. all on there too.
2: Yeah, okay. And if people want to reach you directly, website, uh, where else? Um, uh, Facebook.
0: Yeah, the usual, the usual suspects. Yeah, Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, or whatever—I'm—I'm—I'm yeah. I'm, I'm on there, and um, yeah, all my music is, is sort of on Apple Music or Spotify or whatever listening platform yeah. people choose. It's, it's pretty much everywhere. Try and put it as much places as I can. Yeah, really. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, we certainly enjoy your music, Ben, and I appreciate you. Thank taking you taking the time out of your evening to to spend a few minutes with us and uh, tell no, us no about problem. what you've got going on, and we certainly wish you well with it. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com.
1: At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom, a feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. <gasps> No, you know we really lost our stride at the end there get 24 7 roadside assistance with progressive america's number one motorcycle insurer progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits may require comprehensive coverage it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football